0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts. With your host Dan
1: Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Monday, Monday. I'm doing good, Dad. How <laughs> you doing, huh? Who's who sang that song? Was that the mamas and the papas? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Man, you know I always get those wrong too. So that was uh, that was a, uh, that was a shot in the dark there, and I, I finally got one right. Hey, got one now. Yeah. Now, I remember being in the car with my mother as a kid, sitting in the back seat listening to all her tunes and that song and Remember Hall and Oates? Yeah, I do. <laughs> your kiss is on my list. I remember that. So hearing that like a thousand times in that old crappy car we had, the Pinto. Yeah. the <laughs> Pinto. Remember the Pinto? <laughs> yeah. Interesting weekend. Uh, yeah. Paul and I were watching the movie, uh, the Cormac McCarthy novel turned into a movie, The Road last night. Ah. Great movie. I love those apocalypse flicks. But one of the uh, most depressing movies <laughs> you will ever watch in your entire life with Viggo Mortensen. Highly recommend it. Uh, folks, got a lot to talk about. Monday's always a stacked show because we have the pile up from the weekend. So uh, let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Simply Safe. Hey, listen, uh, you know the willies, the heebie-jeebies, panic. What do you say? Well, where are you going to? there? It dozens of words for fear, fear. You could be, you know, you see these, you get that feeling, right? But just one for an exceptional home security system. It's just one word for that. Simply Safe. Check them out. Simply Safe is home security that knows it feels good to fear less. This is the award winning 24 7 protection that protects your home through it all, through blizzards, blackouts, and burglars. Simply Safe has won awards from all the tech experts that count. We have this, it's super easy to use. The Verge calls it the best home security system. It won the Reader's Choice Award from PC Magazine. It's a two time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award and a wire cutter top pick. Simply Safe has no contract, no hidden fees, they don't need it. Because you're not going to go anywhere. No gotchas, and they always keep prices fair and honest. Very price effective. Thanks to Simply Safe, fear has no place in a place like home. Try Simply Safe with free shipping and free returns. You will get a 60 day risk free trial too. Order now and you'll have your home protected within a week. Go to simplysafe.com/slash dan bongino to get started today. That's simply safe. Simply s i m p l i s a f e simplysafe.com/slash dan bongino. Be sure to get uh, go there so they know. We sent you simplysafe.com/slash Dan Bongino. All right, um, stacked weekend. First off, I've been getting a lot of emails. Uh, people have been asking me about uh, Judge Janine. The show was not on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be back as soon as it's back on. The judge is my friend. Um, I support the judge. Uh, folks, It's not shouldn't be a mystery to anybody. I will definitely be back on the show uh, when she comes back on on Fox. So uh, I've been getting a lot of emails on that. I don't want you to think I was uh, avoiding the subject at all. Um, so there, we talked about that. But there was a lot that broke over the weekend. Uh, number one was this this, this story. A story broke about Christopher Steele. That's just it's almost funny, Joe. And I don't mean f- I, yeah. I mean like a funny like bad, not like well. You remember Joe Pesci and Goodfellas? Yeah. Um, what do you mean like funny? Yeah. How do you mean? They t- no, no. What do you mean? I'm funny. Do you I mean you, know, you? You know, you know, you're funny. Yeah, you know, you—you do I amuse you? You make me laugh. (laughs) This story was so embarrassing that—and it's going to tie into something I have later. I was in a a bonefish restaurant this weekend um, with my wife and daughter, and a couple of people came up to say hello. And while I was in the bonefish, I was reading a a tweet by Chris Saliza from CNN who still wants you to believe that this case started with the George Papadopoulos thing. But this is going to all tie in in a minute. So Christopher Steele, who we believe wrote parts of the dossier, is a story up at the Washington Examiner by Jerry Dunleavy. He does some really good stuff over there. That Steele. Folks, listen to this. (laughs) Joe, the guy who is alleged to have written parts of the dossier, again, I don't believe he wrote the whole thing. I Mm -hmm. think that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. His name was put on it because he had been used as an FBI source in the past on the soccer corruption case. And therefore they thought if they put his name on it in the future, that it would be considered credible. This is comical. Steele admits now that some of the information that he had in the dossier, he verified, Joe, Mm -hmm. by going to CNN iReports. (laughs) What? What? CNN iReports. He verified some of it. He, w- w- wait, you may be saying, wait, what? He, he went to CNN. No, 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 no. No, no. Time out. T.O. Time out, baby. He didn't go to CNN. He went to CNN I reports. Well, what is CNN I reports? What is it? Yeah. You've you never heard of this, right? You're, I didn't know. CNN I reports is a section of their website where the public can post Anything they want and is subject to no journalistic verification or standards at all. So basically, Joe, it's like Twitter. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like it's like a microblog site where Joe Public can go <laughs> in and post stuff. You know, I don't usually start out with Spygate stuff, but I found this. St- I didn't want to miss it because there's a lot of news I got to get to today. Other stories, too, about, about um, Beto, uh, the Jedi Master of Fundraising. Right, Joe? Yeah. Beto, the Jedi Master. <laughs> what do you call him? What? oh Beano. Master... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, you you had a name for him, the Jedi Master. He was oh. the Jedi Master of Fundraising. Masturbato, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes, the Master masturbato, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to get to that, too. But this was hysterical. <laughs> so now uh, the, the Steele dossier, the, the, the guy, one of the guys who who wrote, uh, allegedly wrote pieces of it, Christopher Steele now says he verified portions of of what was used to start the biggest case in American history, not as Siliza claims, the Papadopoulos stuff. The Steele dossier started the biggest counterintelligence case in American history with regard to its impact on the American public. Started it based on basically a bunch of randos posting on a CNN website called Ira report where any Tom Dick or Harry can go in and post whatever they want. Let me read to you from this Washington Examiner piece by Jerry Dunleavy. Former British spy Christopher Steele admitted. By the way, where did he admit this? This was in a sworn deposition because he's being sued along with Fusion GPS. So it's not like this is cred. This is like raise your right hand and swear this is true. So Steele admitted that he relied on an unverified report on the CNN website for part of the Trump dossier, which was used as a basis for the FBI investigation into Trump. According to deposition transcripts released this week, Steele said last year he used the 2009 report he found on CNN's iReport website and that he wasn't aware that the submissions to the site are posted by members of the public and are not checked for... does not compute. Are not checked for... (laughs) They're not checked for accuracy. Steele didn't even know. This is a former... UK spy who is supposed to be the key figure and information exchange agent in the most prominent counterintelligence case in U.S. history. They ask him where he got the information. He got it basically from the comment section of an iReport section of CNN's website where randos can just send in information (laughs) that's not checked or verified at all. Yeah, folks. That ain't getting it, dude. I, I did, <laughs> I, I, you, think? you think? This is not getting it done <laughs> at all. Not even a little bit. Folks, do you understand how damaging this is? Again, it just speaks to how pathetic, sorry, these liberal left bootlicking acolytes and their media buddies that they're sur- the media surgically attached their lips to the caboose of the left, how pathetic it is that they still stand behind this. Just for a moment, change the faces and the names and imagine that there was a massive spying operation by the Bush team uncovered on then candidate Barack Obama. And we found out the spying operation was initiated by a former British spy who used a bunch of randos comments on a CNN website to start the investigation. Folks, it gets better. I got more. It it never gets. I mean, And when I say better, I mean worse, obviously. But it never, ever gets better qualitatively in this case. This case goes downhill by the moment. Here, it goes on. They talk about his methodology. How his methodology in the case was basically... Paul, throw up that, uh, if you don't mind, his methodology in the case is up on the video. If you want to watch the show, rather than listen, you go to YouTube.com slash Bongino. Please comment on the show, by the way, on YouTube, if you watch it there. When asked about his methodology for searching the information, Steele described it as, Joe, get a load of this, what you would call an open source search. Oh, wait. hold on, Paul. I don't put that down. The Open source. Man, does that sound complicated? You know, people like jargon, right? Jargon makes right. you sound all sophisticated yeah. sometimes. You know, you're, you're in the Secret Service. You talk about, like, the drop zone or or the, the hard room or something. You know, it makes you sound like, you know, it's jargon we talk about. So, wait, throw that back up. So, Christopher Steele's talking about doing an open source <laughs> search. What does open source search mean? <laughs> Basically, an open source search means... Where you go in the Internet, you access material that is available on the Internet of relevance or reference to the issue at hand or the person under consideration. This Christopher Steele, folks, this is the guy the FBI waltzed into, at least his information, not him physically, into the FISA court, who basically admits that. His open source search, very sophisticated. This is the flux capacitor of searches in the spy arena. Basically involves Christopher Steele sitting at his computer like the Media Matters people, likely in his mama's basement with a Snuggie on, roasting s'mores and marshmallows, watching videos, if you know what I mean, Joe. In between his video search, he's sitting there surfing the internet for information on Trump. Folks, this is real. It's in Jerry Dunleavy's piece in The Examiner. Go to the show notes today. Bongino.com. Click on podcasts in the menu. The show notes are attached. Read the article. If you subscribe to my email list, of course, I will uh, send these articles right to you. Read, uh, excuse me, the article by Dunleavy at the Examiner. These are not made-up quotes. These were, he raised his right hand and swore to this. So now we know that Steele... Got this information to the FBI about Trump being a Russian uh, colluder. He basically got it off the internet from a few randos. And then secondly, his methodology, Joe, about open source operations, whatever he calls it, was basically Steele in between watching episodes of internet porn or something. It's Christopher Steele searching the internet for information on Trump. (laughs) This is not made up. This is real. This really happened. Read the piece yourself. Okay, point number three. This dope... Even acknowledges that the information out there may have been a concerted Russian effort to get Steele to print stuff that the Russians wanted them to print. Put up that uh, that third slide from the Washington Washington Examiner piece because it only gets worse. When asked, Steele that is, whether he warned Fusion GPS that the information in the dossier may be Russian disinformation, Steele admitted, Joe... That there's a general understanding that existed between us and Fusion that all this material contained this risk. So Ooh. now let's just walk through this piece oh, by piece. Oh. Oh. I, uh <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I, right. I mean, is this yeah. what I, this is just like cuz now as all of this comes out we get to pull it out to, to, to you know to 60 to 120,000 feet and we get to openly mock all the idiots in the media who still believe in this stuff. So now we know that Christopher Steele gets his information from randos on the internet. His open source search is him surfing the Internet in his Snuggie in his mama's basement. And we know finally that even though he's aware that some of this information he finds on the Internet may be Russian disinformation with the intention of screwing up our election that they want people like Steele to pick up. He's aware that that may that's a substantial portion of the risk. So he's aware that that may happen, too. This guy sounds like a real genius, folks. Mm. And by genius, I mean a complete imbecile. Mm. I mean, can you believe this? And they are still falling for this. Now I bring this up not that I mean we we already know that this dossier is garbage. We already know it was likely written uh, by some people outside of Christopher Steele, even though his name was put on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, interesting, look, just a side note related to this, I got an email from a listener this weekend. You know who you are. I get a lot of great emails, uh, emails on the website. If you want to send an email over to us, um, I try to read them all. I, I at least get through some. Some some are really long. I can't get through the whole thing, but. A listener sent over said, hey, in case you're curious about the background between Steele and the FBI, which we don't get into much, and I'm not going to get into here, but there's an interesting article at ESPN, you know what, I'll try to throw it in the show notes, let me just take a quick note here today, uh, sent over from a listener, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating, because it, 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 it it's ESPN.com, the sports website, like, what does that have to do with the dossier and Christopher Steele? I keep telling you Steele's name, Joe, was put on the dossier, by people in the FBI because they had used him before and he had provided credible information. And I believe the Bureau realized a lot of this information that, uh, that Steele pulled off from randos off the internet. They knew it was crap. So in order to give it an air of legitimacy, they had Steele stamp his name on it because he had worked with them before. This ESPN story is fascinating. It's long, but it's about Steele and his involvement with the FBI in the FIFA case I reference often. FIFA is the soccer governing bureau and all the corruption that was involved in it. The FBI was involved in that case. So was Steele. And in that case, apparently he provided legitimate information. So it's interesting the backstory when you understand that Steele had worked with these people before. That's why his name was considered a rubber stamp because he had already provided credible information. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, man. And by the way, the allegation that th- the reason Steele is, is 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 really in a bind right now is one of the allegations in the dossier they're being sued over is uh, the allegation that this, uh, this guy Gubarev and this company Webzilla were involved in the hacking of the DNC. Well, there's a small problem with that, Joe. Hmm. Uh, Gubarev and Webzilla say, what the? Mm, are you talking about? We've had nothing to do with the hacking of the DNC. And the fact that this information got out there, we're going to sue you for it. So when asked about, when asked, that's how all this came up, the Jerry Dunley VPs, how Steele got that allegation that Webzilla was somehow involved in the hacking in the DNC, he's like, oh, yeah, we got it from the internet, from the CNN thing. Folks, this is how embarrassing this case is. You are, I'm sorry, but you are a genuine sucker if you believe in this. I Really, big problems. All right, let me get to this, because uh, I want to I want to get going on this, because it gets better with the Siliza stuff. And again, we got a lot more to get to with, with the Jedi Master. Peto. Hey. Jedi Master Bit raised $6.1 million in 24 he's hours. I master. told you. Watch this beta, guys. Big trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a <laughs> torture device. This is not a thing. This is ETS. Elite tactical systems. This is their loader. This is a great system. It is a uh, you can load your mags. You ever listen for those of you out there who are regular firearms uh, uh, shooters? You know you, your thumbs. You're pushing down on the thumbs, especially with the 45 caliber, and you get those thumbs from loading mags all day. They have solved your problem with this device. This is the ETS loader. You will uh, no more sore thumbs. Don't worry, it's quick. Scoop. Push them down, simple as that. Listen, firearm enthusiasts, your time at the range is valuable. Spending more time loading mags instead of firing your firearm is not helpful to improve your accuracy. And your thumbs take a beating, they turn purple. You all know that feeling, it's brutal. Like you get the bone bruises from loading mags all day. What if there was a better way to spend more time shooting, less time loading, and save your thumbs at the same time? Found the solution, the ETS speed loader. This thing is terrific. The fastest loader ever made. The ETS loader is incredibly fast. Gets the job done in seconds. It's easy to use. You don't even have to touch the rounds. Just line them up, scoop them, depress the plunger, you're in. Good as that. If you think loading one round at a time is the only way, you'll never need, you need the ETS speed loader. Once you use it for yourself, you'll never load the slow way again. This is the best $30 you will ever spend on your gear at the range. Regardless of your experience, ETS loader is the easiest way to load mags and prevent mag thumb the worst. You know the cramping pain you get in your hand and thumb from loading mags? I know it well. ETS makes a universal rifle loader and pistol loaders for 9mm, 40, 45 calibers, 45, and uh, 380. Check them out for yourself at LoadMagsFast.com. That's LoadMagsFast.com and use promo code DAN for free shipping. That's LoadMagsFast.com. ETS, go check them out. They're great. LoadMagsFast.com. No more uh mag thumb right there okay so i was sitting in this bonefish this weekend yeah. and a lot of nice people came up to say hello i never minded by the way joe this thing people get hung up with this i don't want to interrupt your dinner i don't that doesn't bother me at mm. all i don't really care my my wife doesn't mind either You're, you know you all are supporters of the show uh i appreciate it um the only time it does kind of i don't want to say bother me because i want to sound like a pretentious person, but only because I can't talk mm-hmm. is when I'm on the elliptical doing like tabbing arounds for cardio yeah. and so it's like <laughs> 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 nice to <laughs> meet you <laughs> you know, you can barely talk, so not that it bothers me, it's just I can't talk when people are, so sometimes in the gym people come up when I'm doing cardio, or if like I'm trying to go for a PR and a bench and whatever, I got that up halfway and like, hey, and they're like, ah <laughs> uh, okay, now I need a spot because I'm gonna die. But I was out in the Bonefish. I'm reading this uh, I'm, I'm reading this article, uh, I'm reading this excuse me tweet by Chris Saliza. Um, Saliza it, it, uh, this guy, I don't understand why this guy's a credible source. He's the guy who wrote the article in the Washington Post. Uh, Trump's wi- uh, chances of winning the election are approaching zero, which was kind of comical at the time. Yeah, maybe I'll send that to Paula. We can include that. That was a good one, too. Uh, yeah, he wrote Trump's, he wrote, they wrote, he put his name on this, too. Why you would write an article like that pre election is ridiculous. Obviously, nobody's chances of winning an election are approaching zero. That's pretty stupid. But there, there's something going on right now in the media, and I want you to have a heads up. And soliz's tweet is not just about him. It's about a larger larger strategy in the media to provide air cover for Mueller. Here's what's going on, folks. Lead first. The Mueller report, if there is a report issued, the Mueller report is going to be a box of air popcorn. There's nothing in there. You know, when you get that computer and you get it in a box and there's air popcorn, and finally, you're like, oh, there's a the computer box. Mm-hmm. You know, the air popcorn shields it from the impact, right? While it's being shipped. The Mueller report is the air popcorn. You're going to open the box and there's nothing but air popcorn. You got an actual shipment of air popcorn. That's Mm. what it is. So I'm noticing in the media now, and this is why I bring up this solicit tweet, that they're trying again, Joe, To deflect from the dossier we just addressed, Mm -hmm. the rando blog post generated Internet surfing Christopher Steele, Snuggie wearing guy. Mm -hmm. They're trying to deflect from that now. And they're trying to go back to the old narrative again, Joe, the old narrative being that the dossier didn't start this investigation. It was the Papadopoulos downer conversation, Mm -hmm. folks. They're doing this, so just to be clear, mm-hmm. so Liz is doing what a lot of people in the media are going to start doing very shortly, because the report was a to- is going to be a dud. And we know now that the FBI based their entire case on the Rando-generated Snuggie-wearing Christopher Steele report. They're going to have to give the FBI another reason why they started this case. You following me, Joe? Yeah, yeah. The bureau did it on the dossier. Yeah. Started. That's embarrassing. Right. This is a facepalm like you've never seen in in the history of a fed, of the Federal Bureau of Investigation muller's report is going to have to indicate at some point that there's no there there so the media now is going to have to cover for the fbi because they don't want you to believe barack obama spied on trump which he did the team spied on trump there's now no refuting that among sane people anymore so they're now returning back to it wasn't the dossier that started this it was george papadopoulos's uh meeting with alexander downer and the tip they got later right around july folks this is media spin. This is total garbage. Yeah. I want to give you the ammunition right now as to why that is bunk. And I just destroyed Saliza on. He doesn't even bother to respond. And I want to say this uh, hat tip to uh, the undercover Huber account. I don't know who runs it, but they just destroyed Siliza too. So point number one, Joe, this is fascinating. And this goes back again to Steele's relationship with the FBI. Steele had worked with an FBI agent in the past on a number of cases. I believe the FIFA case included the soccer corruption case. The guy's last name is Gaeta. G-A-E-T-A. Now, as uh, Margot Cleveland in her piece at The Federalist, which is in the show notes today as well, is definitely worth your time, indicates, if the dossier didn't start this, right, and it was started by the Papadopoulos stuff, which they didn't get until basically the end of July, There's the the screenshot of the piece there. Mm -hmm. Then how is it that before the opening of the case, July 31st, right? So just follow me, folks. July 31st, crossfire hurricane, the investigation to Donald Trump starts, according to the CNN Chris Saliza narrative, because of the Papadopoulos-Downer conversation in the bar, right? Mm -hmm. Then how is it that on July 5th, Joe, is July 5th before July 31st? Uh, Yes, it is, Dan. Thank you very much, Joe. How is it that this agent, Gata, who knows Steele from the FIFA case, is meeting with him in London? Let me read to you from the Margot Cleveland piece. This is fascinating. Oh, sorry. I lost my place there. Where are we? Stand by. Sorry, folks. I have this done in order here. Here we go. Um, Orr's testimony confirms press reports that Steele flew to Rome to meet with an FBI contact and later, with the approval of the Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, on July 5th, 2016, Gaeta traveled the FBI agent, traveled to London and met with Steele at the offices of Steele's firm, Orbis. Nuland would later appear on Face the Nation, acknowledging That Steele passed on two to four pages of short points and that the immediate reaction was this needs to go to the FBI. There's something for the FBI to investigate. So let me ask you this, folks. Riddle me this, Mm. right? If the case starts on July 31st, pursuant to this, according to the Crystal is a CNN narrative, because, again, they're trying to get you away from the dossier because it's debunked and they don't want to make the uh, Obama administration look like the police state tyrants they were. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It was the Papadopoulos tip right around the 31st. How is it on July 5th, the FBI's meeting with Christopher Steele, who produced the Dirty ass Dossier, who's, quote, passing on a few points? How is that? Joey, fi- this isn't hard to follow, yeah. right? Like, you are the audience. You're, get, you're picking up what I'm putting yeah, down, I'm, right? Time travel. I don't know. Open door. I mean, Black Hole. Uh, time or travel. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Like, uh, you know, back to the future. What's going on? DeLorean car I don't know. I can't explain that either. How if they opened the case on July 31st because of the Papadopoulos tip that the dossier was discussed on July 5th with the FBI. And that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But of course it doesn't because they don't. Now, point number two. Again, we're being led to believe just so you follow the timeline that all of this began on July 31st because of a tip. Yet all the action is happening in this case before July thirty first, and it's all based on spying and the dossier. Mm-hmm. But Saliz is not a bright guy, so I don't expect him to figure this out. He's a he's a gaslighting activist for the left who masquerades himself as a journalist. He's an embarrassment, but this is his job to run cover for the police. Day point number two from the Margot Cleveland piece. Second. We know that a paid government informant, Stefan Halper, met with the Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page, in mid-July at a conference in London. Halper's involvement before the supposed July 31st, 2016 launch date of Crossfire Hurricane, as well as the locale, London, IE, indicate the initial stages of the investigation were handled far from FBI headquarters. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, what kind of a dip do you have to be to believe in this nonsense? Of course the case was initiated before the alleged tip came in July, <laughs> right around the July 31st date. I mean, th- th- this guy pretends to be... A, this is why CNN are the basement dwellers, you know, of cable news. There's a, there's a good account on Twitter, if you all are on Twitter, at Ro- Road, R-O-A-D, like the movie I watched yesterday, mm-hmm. MN. Uh, Road MN, follow this guy. He does a great Twitter account. He puts out every day the daily ratings for the cable news channels: Fox, MSNBC, the individual shows, the demos. Every it's pretty cool. It's easy to read too. He puts it out every single day for the day before. I want you to. He does CNN in red. You can't miss it. It looks like a quickie spreadsheet. CNN is always, always at the bottom, and this is why. They hire George Costanza, a.k.a. Brian Stelter, known conspiracy theorist and liar. Right. They hire him. He's a joke. And then they hire people like Siliza who run uh, uh, mounds of interference for the police state because that's what he does. He's not a reporter. Case was started on July 31st with the tip. Really? How come all this stuff's going on before July 31st? Like Joe said, maybe Marty McFly can explain to us. Right? Yeah. Remember Marty from Back to the Future? Yeah. What was the bad guy in that? The antenna oh, Biff? Yeah. Maybe Biff can explain it. Remember Biff? Doesn't he get a Biff. hold of the in Back to the Future 3? He gets a <laughs> hold of the sports almanac and becomes a, a billionaire because he bets all the games? Which is clearly kind of stupid because if you got a hold of the almanac, you remember the butterfly effect? But that's a whole other story. <laughs> Unless Salyza's met Marty McFly and got in the DeLorean, is just making it up to run interference for the police state. Now it goes on, it gets better. I promise I've got more, folks. I know uh, this is heavy on this stuff, but this came out over the weekend. It requires you to have this knowledge in your head at the tip of your tongue for your silly liberal friends who are getting ready to transition us. But the case started on July 31st with Papadopoulos. Really? How come they were meeting July 5th then in London with Steele? Oh, I don't know. Of course you don't know. You're a liberal. You don't know anything. You've been vaccinated against fact. All right, here we go. New York Times, January 6th article. Hat tip, Undercover Huber, by the way, for picking this one up. Good call. Uh, I took a screenshot of the article. New York Times, January 6th. It is unclear whether they highlighted the British role, which had been closely held in the briefing. He's talking about a briefing that Donald Trump was given. But it is a critical part of the timeline. Listen to this, folks. Because it suggests that some of the first tip-offs about the Trump team in the fall of 2015 came from voice intercepts, computer traffic, or human sources outside of the United States as emails and other data from the DNC flowed out of the country. Wow, that's amazing. I thought this whole investigation that supposedly was not about Trump was about the DNC hacking started, according to Chris Saliza, July 31st, 2016, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, because of a Papadopoulos tip. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fascinating because the New York Times themselves says in the fall of 2015, okay, Joe. Yeah. Joe, can you get the abacus? You have Jay's Abacus handy. We uh, haven't yeah, brought like, Jay's yeah. Abacus yeah, out. Yeah, for the you older listeners, a guy named Jay send us an abacus one time. This is for complicated math because sometimes, you know, we have liberals who watch the show. Their yeah. skulls are like 45 feet thick. So the mm-hmm. new liberal narrative is the case started on July 31st of 2016 mm-hmm. against Trump. Joe, I'm gonna ask you to do some simple math. Okay. The New York Times themselves reported January 6th. That the case in fact started in the fall of 2015 when the Brits were sending us information on computer traffic and from human sources. Mm, Joe, yeah. 2015 or 2016, I want you to subtract 16 from 15. And I want you to tell me the number you get. Six, Take your time with six, this. 2016, 16 minus 15. Go on. You chase abacus. I know this is complicated. 16 yeah. minus 15. Show, show the audience the abacus. Oh, Put it up yeah, on your yeah, cabinet. Yeah, so you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> You got it? You got it. Yeah, yeah, figure it out, buddy. Yeah, 16 minus 15 is one, dude. One, one. Okay, thank you. So one, yeah, meaning one year prior to Chris Saliza's alleged date that the case started, the Brits were sending us information. On the, thank you, Jay Zabacus. You're the best. Yes. We love Jay Zabacus. There it is. for. Well, hat tip to Jay. You sent us that, gosh, what, mm-hmm. three years ago? Oh, we've <laughs> it had that seems way. Like six months ago. <laughs> Sometimes people ask us, who is Jay Zabacus? Oh, there is no Jay Zabacus. It's Jay Zabacus. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just an <laughs> older manager. Kind of yes. This is the New York Times reporting this that a year earlier. So, again, annihilating silly Saliza's point that the case started in 2016. Maybe you should go correct the New York Times that reports it as far back as 2015 that the the Brits were relaying information from, quote, human sources and others. But he doesn't know that, again, because he's not a bright guy. He doesn't want to do research. Finally, one last point. And then I'll move on here to other stuff. Uh, for the day, so again, you're alleging that Papadopoulos, uh, George Papadopoulos, meets with Downer in this. You're not well. The, the meeting happened, but Saliz's allegations that the Papadopoulos meeting started this thing, which they found out about at the end of July, mm-hmm. is absurd. So Papadopoulos meets with Downer, and the original allegations were that George Papadopoulos, foreign policy adviser to Trump, had told this Australian diplomat in a London pub. Um, of a boozy night they were talking boozy they had all these drinks that in other words like he slipped because he was drunk or something this is Mm. the allegation Papadopoulos that the Russians had dirt on Hillary oh really is that the case that's fascinating because uh, Alexander Downer himself gave an interview to the Australian let me just read quickly from some cuts at the Australian cuts of the piece from the Australian where he actually gave this is Downer the guy actually in the meeting so Liz is alleging started the whole thing Okay, uh, I'm just going to read the last part of this. So he's talking to this the Australian Joe. And remember, it's supposed to be some boozy encounter where they're all mm-hmm. loaded and drunk and they've been drinking all night. Uh, no, Paul, this is a different one. This is a, He says he leans across the coffee table and insists, keep that up though, cons, insists conspiratorially, it was just one gin and tonic. Okay, so now instead of being, them being all drunk, keep that up, that they had one gin and tonic. That's it. So they're not drunk now. So in other words, the FBI story that, oh, he was drunk, popping doesn't let this information slip out. Uh, again, it said, uh, did Downer even think this was intriguing? He says, well, it was worth reporting, but it wasn't the only thing we reported. We reported back to Australia the following day or a day later. It just seemed interesting. Okay, when asked about dirt, did uh, did Papadopoulos tell you they had dirt on Hillary? Downer didn't hesitate. He didn't say dirt. He said material that could be damaging to her. No, he said it would be damaging. He didn't say when it was. Finally, de Gragi here. We didn't know anything about Trump and Russia, and we had no particular focus on that. Downer said of the Papadopoulos. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, it only gets better. This is just, I mean, you realize what kind of a dope you have to be to believe in this? So the FBI's original story, just almost covered the mic there. The FBI's original story that Papadopoulos was drunk and slipped. No, they had one gin and tonic. Uh, I'm not really sure that, that the aligns with your, It was this booze-filled uh, escapade in this London pub. One gin and tonic. Allegedly, Papadopoulos was talking about some kind of Trump-Russian collusion, downer denies that, and when even asked about the dirt on Hillary, he says, oh no, he didn't say anything about dirt on Hillary. He said that the Russians may have had information that could have been damaging on Hillary, which was being reported in the news. Gosh, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Realize what kind of a knucklehead you have to be to believe in all this nonsense? I'm sorry, but it's really an embarrassment. All right. Uh, today's show finally brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? All those bags and puffiness getting a little worse every day. Just listen to Robin S. from Lug- uh, Lubbock, Texas. I put that jawline, uh jaw, excuse me. I put that jawline <laughs> cream on my neck like two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks really young. I'm blown away. My family loves GenuCell. Stuff works fantastic. My mother-in-law is a big fan. With GenuCell's natural actives and a pure antioxidant base with no parabens, no chemical scents, and no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Order right now, and the GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free, just for ordering the classic GenuCell plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness. Here's what you got to do. Text the word young. It's the opposite of old. That's how you look. And this, this stuff is great. Text young to 77453 or go to genucell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Genucell.com. With Chamonix 100% money back guarantee, you only have the bags, wrinkles, and the double chins to lose. Order now while three-day shipping is still free. Text young to 77453 or go to genucell.com. That is genucell.com. Genucell.com. We love genucell. Okay. Moving on because there's a lot more to get to. Folks, there's been a uh, a switch. Not um, I don't want to say lately, but. Uh, because it's been happening for a little bit now, but the left is doubling and tripling down on one of their strategies, one mm. of their strategies to, you know, engage in police state kind of nonsense, speech suppression, and basically con- crushing the conservative movement and everybody aligns with them. Now you've heard about it before, the deplatforming, uh, the suppression of conservative voices on social media, Twitter, um, other outlets, Facebook as well. Uh, you've seen this over and over and over again. Now, They're taking on a new and particularly pernicious strategy lately. And the strategy they're taking is a financial one. So let me just be clear. Let me lay out kind of how the left is devolved here, not evolved, uh, devolved because it gets more and more tyrannical by the moment. The left figured out a long time ago that their policies are not going to be accepted by a wide swath of Americans, at least not a wide enough swath that they can win outside of congressional districts. In other words, Joe, things like, you know, grotesquely high taxes, mm-hmm. government run health care, um, monopolies on government schools. These are things that are never going to get 51 percent approval. They're just not. There is something about the gene code of people in the, uh, of the American people and people who come here to seek a better life. That entrepreneurial gene they have that makes Americans inherently unaccepting and people who come here, too, by the way, of government power. That's typically why they flee where they came from, because they want freedom. They yearn for freedom. It's not me being Pollyanna-ish. It just is. I mean, if you are happy with police state tyranny, you would stay in a lot of the uh, you know, overwhelming uh, number of countries around the world that engage in far left type socialism enterprises and, and democratic socialism where you're under the yoke of government all the time. They don't want that. So they come here. People are not going to accept that here. It's not in their blood. I saw it in my mother-in-law who has just got this entrepreneurial spirit who, who migrated here from Colombia and just is not going to be held down by the thumb of government. It's just not going to happen. The left realizes that they understand that that may apply in Europe and Scandinavian countries where more homogenous cultures are generally more accepting of, of the yoke of government around their neck all the time, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen here. So what they knew they couldn't get past through political appeal. In other words, Joe winning elections, they then moved to the courts they're now having trouble with strategy too I and mean, keep in mind it doesn't mean they abandon the electoral strategy. they'll still take congressional districts New York, California, Illinois, uh, you know Maryland, Massachusetts, whatever they can take. Uh, I'm just saying that their focus shifts and changes depending on the political environs of the time. They tried the uh, the judge strategy under Obama, basically remake the court system. So right. things that they couldn't get passed, uh, you know, socialism type, Democrat, democratic social, which is a garbage term, there's no such thing, uh, type policies they couldn't get passed at the voting booth, Joe, that they would sue in court and get them instituted. I mean, basically, it's what happened with Obamacare when John Roberts, uh, sadly a Republican appointee, yeah. saved Obamacare, despite the fact that Obama himself had said it wasn't a tax. Um, so you see that in the courts. Now they're having an issue with the courts as well. Uh, Legal insurrection is a good piece I have up in the show notes today. Um, about the remaking of the courts under the Trump era, how it's 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 hitting high gear now, and how the Third Circuit is going to flip for the first time in a while from a Democrat-appointed judges to Republican-appointed judges. Ladies and gentlemen, the judicial branch has become entirely political. Uh, stop the nonsense pretending these are, you know the judges these are judges are above they're not above at all. Uh, I, I I think we've clearly thrown that. Let's just stop the nonsense. The judicial branch is a political branch like any other. I'm sorry if you believe otherwise. You've been uh, grotesquely misled. Um, now that they're starting to lose the courts due to Trump appointees, Joe, the left has moved on to another strategy. Mm. The left strategy now is a financial war. Now, Kevin Williamson has a piece up in the national review. I have up in, uh, in the show notes today, and it's a good one. It's about a lawsuit against Remington over the, uh, you know, horror at Sandy Hook, which I think changed everybody's lives, but Firearms manufacturers, Joe, there's the piece up. Paula has it up on the YouTube again right now, youtube.com slash Bongino if you want to watch the show. But I encourage you to read the piece. Uh, the piece is called The Bogus Lawsuit Against Remington by Kevin Williamson, March 17, 2019, National Review. Firearms manufacturers, Joe, who engage in legal commerce, in other words, that don't break the law and manufacture right. legal firearms, mm-hmm. are protected from lawsuits uh, up up until a point. Uh, there's a, a federal law lead the Legal Commerce Act where they, they're protected against frivolous lawsuits. There were. There's a group in Connecticut that found a way around that. They're suing Remington, the maker of the rifle used in the in the Sandy Hook massacre. They're suing the maker of the rifle. Uh, was Bushmaster bought out by Remington later? Suing Remington under the guise, Joe, that it was uh, faulty marketing, that it was some disingenuous marketing uh, that was used to sell the rifle to the mother of Lanza. It, Mm. If you're trying hard to follow it. Yeah, yeah I know it. I, I really can't make it make sense because it doesn't. They're, they're saying basically that it was marketed as some kind of like military rifle to appeal to, you know, whatever conspiracy theory crowds or something. And that this is just disingenuous marketing. And therefore it was some kind of a scam. The lawsuit is is not going to go anywhere. It's But it's dangerous. And I bring it up. Because this is the left's attempt now to move on from just political uh, engineering of political races to engineering of the courts to engineering of a financial system that completely crowds out, bankrupts anyone that aligns with conservative values, including people like gun manufacturers who believe in the right uh, to manufacture and sell firearms to law abiding, responsible Americans. They want these companies bankrupted, and they feel like if they open the door to lawsuits against firearm manufacturers that, ladies and gentlemen, it is over. There will be no one who will be able to pay the insurance necessary to produce firearms anymore. Now, this financial strategy is not just—I bring up that because that, I like to tie in multiple storylines of what's going on in the news today, so you're well-versed in everything. This is also a strategy in the financial arena as well with actual financial companies like banks. Don't believe me? I want to play a cut of Maxine Waters, chair of the Financial Services Committee, engaging in basically an inquisition with the CEO of Wells Fargo and this is done for two reasons. Wells Fargo didn't play ball uh, with them. Remember the left wanted Wells Fargo to stop funding certain components of the of the gun rights movement or, or stop providing funds or banking services, which was there was nothing illegal about it at all. Wells Fargo wouldn't play ball. So Wells Fargo has become public enemy number one with the left. But they've also become public enemy number one because the left wants to tell them who to lend money to. Or, more importantly, Joe, who not to lend money to. Listen to Maxine Waters just haunting this guy like I've never seen.
0: You've been making change at this company for 30 years, including fundamental change as CEO. Since you gave that testimony, federal regulators have announced several enforcement actions relating to customer abuses at Wells Fargo. The Federal Reserve in February 2018 imposed again an unprecedented asset freeze on the bank on and on and on with all of this experience and the length of time that you have been there, the roles that you have played, you have not been able to keep Wells Fargo out of trouble. You keep getting fined. Why should Wells Fargo continue to be the size that it is and should it be downsized or what else could be done?
1: Well, I believe that Wells Fargo uh, serves our 70 million customers one out of three U.S. households in a very effective way today and I think the way in which we serve our customers is reflective of the changes that I've made since I've become CEO, not only in terms of the fundamental changes that I've mentioned uh, in addressing past issues, but also in terms of the new customer capability, customer focus Thank you very
0: much, uh, Mr. Sloan. I appreciate that. Uh, All the changes that you said that you've made are not evident. And you do not have the kind of customer satisfaction that you are alluding to.
1: You see where they're going with this? Mm. You hear the threat there, Joe? That she's going to, oh, maybe we should break up Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Folks, this is, listen, nothing the left does is done by accident. Gosh, don't fall into that trap. Nothing the left does is done by accident. They are very tactical. Don't write Maxine Waters. Listen, we know she says ridiculous, outrageous, absurd things. Mm -hmm. But don't write off what she's doing there. She's a very powerful spot as the chair of the Financial Services Committee. She is threatening the CEO of a bank to break up his bank. Now it is the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez clip I I played last week during the podcast where she attacks the same guy, by the way, the CEO of Wells Fargo, for providing banking services for uh, you know, companies involved with ICBP and for the Dakota pipeline. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. Joe? Yeah, man. So now what's gonna happen yeah. is if you provide banking services to perfectly legal companies that provide the government services or provide natural resources services like pipelines and this pipeline doesn't comport with the green new deal and a company that co- cooperates with ice doesn't support the uh, Democrats open borders agenda. You are going to be hauled up to Capitol Hill for basically an inquisition by Maxine Waters and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Hmm. Folks, this is being done intentionally. It's being done intentionally to starve off Anyone who does not toe tiptoe up to the far left line and comport with their agenda, understand this is their next fight. Now, I am not a fan of government regulation ever, but this is where somebody has to get involved. Now, I hear there's legislation bouncing around right now that may protect these people uh, from uh, these companies from from uh, lawsuits if it's legal lending. I don't know, folks, but this is very dangerous if this continues, because don't think for a second Wells Fargo wasn't watching that. They know exactly what Maxine Waters was saying. Maybe we should break up your company. Maxine Waters, Joe, noted genius on financial policy, (laughs) banking policy. I mean, seriously, folks, this is an evolution or a devolving of the left. They can't win political fights. They move to the courts. They're now losing in the courts, so they're moving to financial tyranny, lawsuits, sue everybody, gun makers, whatever you can get your hands on. Don't pull the protections, financial protections from the, from engaging in legal commerce. Threaten financial institutions that lend to anyone that doesn't comport with our agenda with breaking them up. You know, Joe, it's depressing, man. Where we are. Yeah, it really is that this is the United States of America, a constitutional republic, and we have lawmakers sitting up there like this is the third world, threatening legal business owners and CEOs with breakup if they don't comport with their agenda. Remember a Cortez? Mm-hmm. You did you? Why did Wells Fargo cage children? The guy's like, "What the heck are you talking about? Are you just making this up?" Then she asks him, "Why did Wells Fargo lend to a company that uh, built a Dakota pipeline? And if it leaks, isn't that your responsibility? We don't manage the company, ma'am." They don't care. This is financial tyranny. They're doing this for a reason. It's because they can't control the courts anymore, and they can't get a national agenda passed. Ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, these people are total tyrants. They know no limits. This will never stop. Gosh, it really is frustrating dealing with these people. Okay, on a lighter note, not so lighter note, because this guy's no better. Hmm. But um, the Jedi Master is back. Uh, the Jedi Master of Fundraising. Yes. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, I, I You're waiting, sir. To... <laughs> 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 so I've I've warned you a while ago and I've been getting a lot of emails from Texas listeners, and I appreciate that saying, Dan, you're spot on. Do not sleep on Beto. Is it Beto or Beto? I don't know what it is. Beto, right? Is it I don't, I don't know what it is? Oh, Beto sir, Beto. It doesn't Beto. matter. Does he say it with a French accent? I don't know what it is. What is this? Beto. I don't know what it is. Is it Beto? I guess it's Beto, right? So Beto enters the race in one of the more bizarre launch videos ever. Even my, you know, my wife, we had a lot to do this weekend. Uh, my wife thought it was hysterical watching it, but he's sitting on the couch with his wife announcing, and he's doing these hand gesticulations. You think I talk with my hands. These hand gesticulations that are out of control. They're hard- Even Trump was making fun of him. And uh, when we saw a thing on Twitter where, you know, those, uh, those um, those those air things you see on the side of the road where the air blows and the thing's going yeah. crazy and then it blows out and it collapses. And go, that looks like beta. He's like, "Can you? I got you." He, he he reminds me of um uh. uh remember a Rocky Four when Apollo Creed jumps in the ring with Drago. He doesn't realize how bad it's going. Go. I want you. I want you, chump! You that looks like Beto in the thing. He's like Apollo from from Rocky Four baiting in Drago. He doesn't realize Drago's <laughs> like uh you know Drago. It's not gonna it's not gonna end well. It didn't end well for uh for uh, for Apollo. I keep uh, seeing Apollo's lost in, doing the just the Lost in Space robot. Danger,
0: Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> It's so weird.
1: I want you. I want you. Or even, what is it? A, oh, remember, Rocky yeah, Two? Apollo's yeah, kind of subdued. Yeah, 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 But even Rocky One, he comes out. Rocky One, he comes out to slide, right, playing Rocky, right? I want you, yeah. Stallion. I want you. That's <laughs> Beto. Beto's all over the place. So one of the more bizarre announcements you've ever seen, he's just a very strange guy. Apparently at 15 years old, he wrote some story. It's a family-friendly show, so I'm not even going to talk about what's in it. Okay. I'm serious, folks. But he wrote some... I'm like, listen, the guy was 15. I'm not, you know, let's not get crazy. But still, it's a very bizarre, like, sick story. And I don't know about you, but at 15, I wasn't writing stories about, like, killing people and stuff. It's really weird. Beto just strikes me as a very strange guy. But, ladies and gentlemen, he has, like, this cult-like following. Mm -hmm. And I warned you about this before. Because I saw this with Obama as a Secret Service agent when I was getting feedback from agents in the field who are on the senator barack obama candidate for president detail remember secret service agents uh will you know uh, protect the candidates as well once you meet a a certain threshold right folks do not downplay this guy now proving my point in case you thought that was a joke beto announces in 24 hours ladies and gentlemen he raised 6.1 million dollars that is substantial he has now outpaced even uh, crazy Uncle Bernie, Bernie Sanders, in a 24-hour fundraising count. Bernie just raised five and change. That is a serious number, folks. $6.1 million in 24 hours? Put that in perspective. Ooh. When I ran for the U.S. Senate in Maryland, we ran for almost a year and a half. And what did we raise, Paul, like $1.8 I mean, we raised a third of that in, in a year and a half. That is a lot of money overnight. Mm-hmm. you got to worry about this guy. But on another Beto story that broke over the weekend, I like to talk about stories. And so we can, the headline there is, watch this guy. This guy is going to be big trouble. There are a lot of negatives out there, but, you know, don't we have a lot of negatives about Obama, too. You had a ton of stories about Obama that came out that he just they glanced right off him. There's another story about, this isn't so much about Beto. The story's about Beto, but the story more about the lead here is media bias is just grotesque right now. Another story out there, Reuters, Joe, held a story about, Be- watched an Examiner piece by Dan uh, Chayton. we have in the uh, mm-hmm. show notes today about this. Re- headline, watched an Examiner, Reuters held a story about Beto O'Rourke until after the Senate race. Reuters had a story, this is crazy. They had a story about Beto being part of a group called, this is not a joke, folks, I'm not being funny. Beto was part of a group called the cult of the dead cow. It's not a joke. I don't know if this is like a matrix thing or what. These apparently were some computer hackers who've been involved in some very serious stuff who admitted that they had a member of Congress. Now, some deal was cut that they wouldn't announce that Beto was basically a cult of the dead cow computer hacker. What the deal was cut that they wouldn't say that until after his Senate race was over. Folks, seriously, do I have to even ask you with a straight face? Do you believe if this was a story about Donald Trump that this story would be held till after the election? Ladies and gentlemen, people made up. Now, no one's denying the story, by the way, including uh, Jedi Masturbado, all uh, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody is denying the story that this happened. The crazy thing is, stories were written about Donald Trump up until in the election and afterwards, up until now. Mm-hmm the more precise way of saying it, that are entirely fabricated. And the stories were taken from randos on CNN's re- i Report from a discredited l- loser, British spy who hated Donald Trump, who fed them into the FBI, and was used to actually prosecute him. But if it's a negative story about Beto that's actually true, it's not used to prosecute him for being a member of a hacking group committing crimes called the Cult of the Dead Cow or allegations of committing crimes, right? They're not even, it's not even used until after the election because they don't want to damage Jedi Master Beto. You must be kidding me. Now in the media, folks, do you know why we don't take you seriously? Siliza Stelter, Chris Cuomo, all of you people, we don't, nobody takes you seriously. Nobody takes you seriously. I don't even use analogies anymore to other groups of people mm. because I don't want to insult them. You are the worst of the worst worst of the worst and then this weekend trying to pin this awful tragedy in New Zealand which we talked about and we are trying to pin it on Donald Trump. I mean like every time I think we've reached the basement of new lows for the media they they surpass it and it gets worse. All right, uh, one more story that broke over the weekend. Support. And I, I, I covered it. at uh, I'll use the Twitchy piece because it was covered in the Washington Post, but I don't want to give the Washington Post any clicks. I'm really tired of them and their propaganda nonsense too. It's about new smuggling schemes. Uh, th- th- this new smuggling scheme by people trying to get uh, illegal immigrants to the border. Ladies and gentlemen, the new smuggling scheme, sn- smuggling scheme is no smuggling scheme at all. Here's what they're basically doing now. Because the Democrats are hell-bent on enforcing... This Flores decree where we cannot uh, uh, keep children with their parents in these immigration facilities for more than roughly 20 days, Joe. Mm -hmm. What is happening is we're having to let people out into the country. Mm -hmm. So now, Joe, what happened? That created an obvious incentive for people in uh, Central America and other locations to cross through Mexico. Show up at the border by bus. You got to read this speech by Twishy. The new scheme, and it, I almost say it jokingly because it's not a scheme at all. They're just taking the bus to the border and turning themselves into border patrol. We're here, asylum. that That's the scheme. It's mm. no more dramatic than that. So, whereas in the past, you would have to sneak into the country, hope you weren't caught, or if you were caught, get an ankle bracelet for your hearing, cut the ankle bracelet off and disappear. Now, the new scheme is just bus your way to the border. Declare asylum, and you're golden because you'll never be held. Make sure you have kids with you, by the way. This is what's going on. Now, this eliminates, as they say in the piece, the need for stash houses. What they used to do is they used to stash a lot of these illegal immigrants in stash houses across the border of Mexico, Joe, mm-hmm. wait for the opportune moment to cross when they thought Border Patrol wasn't there, and it would be a smuggling scheme. This isn't a smuggling scheme at all anymore. Folks, if we do not change the asylum laws immediately— we will have uncontrolled flows at our southern and potentially northern border. We will have no ability to stop it all. None. Folks, I'm the spouse of a legal migrant to this country. Legal immigration has a role. No question. Unfettered open borders illegal immigration will be a disaster, a disaster. Now there's a way to stop this. We have got to get a law in place where any asylum claims any have to made have to be made at the first. That that's already on the books, but have to be made from that country. You're not allowed into the country until your case is adjudicated there. In other words, Joe, if you come from Central America into Mexico, your your claim for asylum should be made in Mexico, not the United States. Right? right? You're trying right. to escape your home country, not mm-hmm. get to the United States. That's what you're alleging in an asylum claim. Right. But If you are going to claim uh, asylum in the United States and you're from Central America and you're doing it from Mexico because we don't have a we don't we, we have no border with Guatemala, but we do have a border with Mexico. Then you have to make that claim from an embassy or a consulate in Mexico. You are not allowed to do it in the United States. You're not in your home country anymore. So your claims of you're in danger should be mitigated. You're in Mexico now. You're not in Central. You're not in Honduras or Guatemala. You understand where I'm going with that? Oh yeah, man. Well, Central way. America, but you're not in your country in Central America. Is a yeah. precise way to say it. Yeah, you have to make mm-hmm. that claim from a facility across the border, because Joe. Now, basically, we have a uh, an operation where people you just take the bus, mm-hmm. turn yourself in, and you're good to go. There is simply no way this is a sustainable immigration policy, and anybody who tells you otherwise is is completely, entirely irrational and is not thinking straight. All right, folks, I appreciate your, uh, your show. I know I was a little fired up, but uh, this, old, this I just feel like it's all going downhill so quick. And I think it's just the Democrats. They just don't care. The party of JFK is dead. It's over. This party of ass not what you can do for your country, even the Bill Clinton party, the era of big government is over. It's over. That stuff is over. These people are all in, absolutely all in on the destruction of the Constitutional Republic. And The Wall Street Journal has an interesting op-ed today, you know. Be very careful, Dems. They tried this before with McGovern. Remember that? And he got annihilated by Richard Nixon, the worst candidate you know ever, creator of the EPA, taking us off the gold standard. But th- th- be careful. This is not going to end well for you politically. I'm sure of it. All right, thanks again, folks. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. The views last week were tremendous. We're out one week. Just one week, and we were averaging about 70,000 views per show on YouTube, which is tremendous. Thanks to you. Uh, Please subscribe to the audio version on iTunes. It's free. Just go to your podcast app, hit subscribe. If you have an Android phone, you go to iHeartRadio or SoundCloud. Click the follow button there. It's all free. We really appreciate it, folks. Thank you so much. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.